Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Chopper Pequenel, your Jam That Champion. I'm joined by my intangible co-host, your current Quizlemania champion, Tempest the Wrestler, and we are soon to be your Quizlemania tag team champions as we're competing on Quizlemania tonight. I'm very excited. I'm also very excited. We're going to right some wrongs this time, Pete. Uh We don't quite have all the gold. But we will. We will. Exactly. Dude, we are going to need so many more props for when we get the tag titles as well. We're going to have to, like, just, like, you you know that meme of the guy holding all the limes where he can't? hold all the limes we just need to do that but for every show because we're just mm-hmm. holding all of the gold right we, we just need to have an uncarryable amount of limes at all times it, absolutely yes and those limes represent all the people that we have beaten the gold for because we'll be in everybody at that point it's going to be sure. great and this, i'm going to be sounds getting heavy i know right i'm going to be de- i'm going to be defending this big gold uh at extreme rules next weekend as well Still need to determine the challenger for that because obviously I'm, I'm now done with Ollie after I have uh, after I beat him at All Out, which was a very convincing victory. I don't care what anyone says. Champions advantage is a rule for a reason. So you know, it's, I'd say it's a convincing victory on my part. So now I'm done with him. I need to figure out the next challenger, but it doesn't look like anyone wants to step up because you know why would you? I'm approaching a hundred days as champion. Good times. Anyway. How are you doing today, Tempest? Uh, I'm doing quite well, Pete. As I mm-hmm. told you off stream, I got work done on my tattoo sleeve, and so my arm is incredibly sore. Mm. My arm would be sore if I just did tattoo work anywhere, but I got it in like the crook of my elbow, the inside, which sucks. Yeah, that sounds painful, my dude. Yeah. It was painful happening. It's painful trying to sleep with it. It's painful just living with it right now. Yeah. It's painful washing it too. Like mm. it just stings. 
Yeah. Everything stings yeah. right now. And this was literally yesterday, so I've got yeah, a ways it's gonna to be go. In the very tender uh, stage, I'd say, yeah. Give it, a, give it a couple weeks and you'll be all right. Yeah, I'll be fine. Then I'll have to get back in there and touch it up and then be, <laughs> God, woe is me all over again. But uh, that's the problem for another day. The problem for today is NXT. The problem for today is NXT. God, yeah. Maybe that's what I should have called this stream. Uh, the title for the video today. The problem today is NXT. I'm sure some people will be quite mad that we didn't like the show, but screw it. We have our own opinions for a reason. Anyway, let's talk about the show, shall we, Tempest? Let's get this over and done with. It wasn't as bad as we're making out to be. It was... It was okay. It was just also pretty bad at the same time. We'll explain more in the review. Let's talk about it. NXT 2.0, which isn't 2.0, it's 3.0, but NXT 2.0. Let's talk about it. Instead of talking about a specific thing, we're just going to talk about the show as a whole to start with them what we thought of the vibe of the show because obviously it's a big rebrand that they've been promoting for ages there's been so much uncertainty about this show coming in even like the wrestlers backstage according to reports like didn't know who was going to be running it with triple h being off due to his cardiac event we didn't know who was going to be running the show or you know changes of uh, people that they're looking for because they kind of want the wrestlemania main eventers more than the indie style guys there was so much uncertainty going in to to this show None of us really knew what to expect. All we got is the new logo, which had the, the color, and that was it. That's all we had going into it. So, what was your, Tempest, what was your overall first impression of NXT 2.5? From a visual standpoint, I didn't have too much of a gripe with anything. I think it's a new look. It looks fine for the most part. There's some things that I think they can probably clean up a little bit for the future, but overall, it was it was all right. It wasn't something that detracted from the show by any means for me. The rest of the show felt like a halfway point between the old NXT and the main roster, and I think that that doesn't accomplish anything. This felt to me like main roster light, which... I have just no interest in watching. Like, if I'm going to watch terrible main roster WWE, I'll just do that. This was like, we're going to do some of the main roster things and some of the main roster booking and the presentation of new talent, but it's still in the NXT form. And it's not, we're not going full crazy dress carrying cross up in a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle shredder outfit for no reason. We didn't get that far. At the same time, this is still felt like a developmental show. Like it felt like FCW was put on TV at times. And I also don't have much interest in watching that. It's like they killed the part of NXT that made NXT special. And now I think they're going to make a show that's two halves of two things that I don't particularly want to see. Yeah, the overall vibe for me was this was definitely a developmental show. And you know what? WWE want to put on a developmental show. That is, that is their goal, is they want to put on a developmental show. They're not looking at it as their own, like, you know, AEW competition. They're not looking to put on the indie style shows that we've been so used to for NXT for a while. 
this is FCW. This is OVW in its current day form. This is the new NXT. It's a developmental show. They they did that. It's just not a great TV show. That's no. that that's my thing. Is it you know it was perfectly adequate. I would say for in terms of like the wrestling that was on the show, this was okay. <laughs> like there was you know parts of the main roster that were on it. We had the wedding. We had like the stuff where you had you know a tag team match that then got DQ'd, which then got restarted as a six woman tag match. Like that's a tried and tested main roster formula. There were like little parts of main roster sprinkled in. There was just some wrestling thrown in there. They had a few matches where they just kind of wrestled, which was, you know, that was that was sprinkled in. Like you said, it's kind of a halfway house between two different things. And it didn't really fit too much with anything in particular. The one thing that really stood out to me was the name changes. Let's talk mm. about these names. Oh boy, because this is an NXT 2.0. This is an NXT 3.0. We're back to NXT 1.0 because these names are exactly the kind of names that you would have seen on the reality show NXT because we have got, oh boy, how do we've got some names. So the son of Rick Steiner debuted on this show. And you know what? I thought he looked great. I thought yeah. he looked awesome. The singlet was great. The entrance music, great. I thought he came across great in the match. Had some good, nice intensity to him. I thought he's looking really, really good. Do you know what his name is? It's not the son of Rick Steiner. It's not Rex Steiner, which was the name he was supposed to use. No, his name is Bron Breaker. Breaker, spelled B-R-E-A-K-K-E-R. It has two Ks in it, Tempest. It sure does, Pete. It sure does. Because <laughs> they thought someone would trademark Braun Breaker with 1K. Oh, we got to dodge that bullet. Make sure that we, we're the only ones that's allowed to use this garbage-ass name. <laughs> what was wrong with Rex Steiner? That's Rex Steiner's a great name. a great name. Rex Steiner's such a great name. His name is Bron Breaker with two Ks. Also, just want to point out real quick, they did everything they possibly could to make you believe, hey, that he's related to the Steiners without saying his name is Rex Steiner. Like, oh, that's a real dog face gremlin mentality. Right? Is that something you say about someone not related to the Steiners? They, they gave him the Steiner singlet. They gave him the alarms at the start of his entrance music, like Scott Steiner used to have, like that... Everything related to the Steiners, even his, even his promo style. I got a little video clip right here. You ready for this? Yeah, boy. He's a Steiner, right? And I want a chance to prove myself. See, normally if you go one-on-one -on -one with another wrestler, you got a 50-50 chance of winning. Same person. Same yeah. person. It's the same promo style. He's a Steiner, all right? That, that's just how it goes. Also, love the Steiner math promo, especially that edit of the video. Can't get enough of it. Not only that, Bron Breaker was the first person on this show, but not only that, we had a name that we knew was coming. Cal Bloom was repackaged and re-debuted here now as Von Wagner. His first name is Von Tempest. Von Wagner. Not, not Vaughn, not V-A-U-G-H-A-N or anything like that. Von, V-O-N. Von Wagner. Wagner is his... Uh, 
Von Wagner is his name, Tempest. It's a German guy that they've <laughs> they've skipped over the part of giving him the first name, just took away his first name, and now he's just got the Von Wagner bit. Jesus oh my god. Christ. They don't want their stars to be stars. No, they don't. And and the thing is, the report came out today. Vince McMahon thinks Von Wagner is a future WrestleMania main eventer. Piss off, is he, with a name like Von Wagner. Can you imagine that? Coming up, WrestleMania main event. Coming out challenging for the Universal Championship. It's Von Wagner. Everyone will be like, what? Oh, it's not good, is it? Not on this show, but confirmed that the name has been rebranded. Parker Boudreaux, who, you know, has a recognizable name. Someone who actually has some sort of name value coming into NXT. He's been changed. He's got a one, uh, one name, a one word name now. Harland. That's his name. Harland. Yeah. 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 Huh? All right. Also, the person that debuted as part of Diamond Mine on this show, it's got a woman now. Uh, Ivy Nile. That's her new name. Thing is, she has a real name. She was on The Rock's Titan Games show. So she has some sort of name value and recognizable personality because she's been on another TV show with her real name, which is Emily and Anzulis, which is great. It's a unique name. Awesome. Also, we'd seen before, we have Josh Briggs. You know who he teamed with today? The son of Bull Buchanan, Ben Buchanan. What do they call him? Brooks Jensen. All of these names are so bad. Brooks Jensen. <laughs> who comes up with this? This is this. Julius and Brutus are the Creed brothers. I genuinely thought that the ring announcer said Judas and Brutus. And I was about <laughs> to lose my mind when she first said it. And I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. Um, that would be really but, funny. But compare those names, right? Bron Breaker, Von Wagner, Harland, Ivy Nile, Brooks Jensen, Josh Briggs, Julius, Brutus. Compare those to the NXT 1.0 names. Ooh. That the people like often say are some of the worst names in wrestling history, right? You compare them to stuff like Eli Cottonwood, Lucky Cannon, Lucky Michael Cannon. McGillicutton, Husky Harris, Johnny Curtis, Derek Bateman, Skip Sheffield, like... All of these names that everyone says is terrible, we're just getting them again. And like, if it's if it's one person, all right, bad name, gloss over it, right? That's fine, whatever. This is persistent through the whole brand now, and like branding matters. That's why these people really like Dolph Ziggler has gotten over at one point in his career, in spite of his name, not because of. He's had to climb a more uphill battle because of his lack of a good name, right? Branding matters. And having these name changes is not going to do anyone any favors. No. And I don't think it's a name change, but I'm going to associate it with this conversation. They mm -hmm. did a vignette where they introduced the most generic Italian man that you've ever seen, where mm -hmm. this guy's just an Italian mobster from Chicago. Could have been out of the 1920s. What's his name? Tony D'Angelo. That's a fine, regular Italian-sounding name. Oh, wait. It shares the name with a disgraced racist hockey player. Like, bang on the banana. This guy is like a total piece of garbage. Don't associate anything with him. Oh, crap. We just didn't Google these names before we gave them to people. Yeah. That's where I saw this show. I was like, this show sucks. You know? <laughs> I saw that vignette and I was just like, what? What am I watching? 
Yeah. You know, it had nothing to do with the wrestling because the wrestling on this show was was fine and at times good. It was stuff like this. Where I was like, what am I watching? Mm. Watching Braun Breaker and Vaughn <laughs> Wagner and Tony D'Angelo. Oh God. Oh, it this is the these are the parts where I felt like watching main roster television. And I don't know about y'all. I don't know if you guys have picked up on this, but I don't like the main roster. <laughs> No. I choose not to watch the main roster at any chance that I get. And so when this happens, it makes mm. me not want to watch. And hey, look, main roster had a good week, right? They put on a good show at Madison Square Garden for SmackDown. They put yeah. on a good rule with Biggie winning the WWE Championship. One good week. One good week is what they've had. Let's see if they mm. can keep that momentum up. I'm going to have a guess. Probably no. Their track record speaks against them. But they've had a good week. This didn't quite hit the mark. <laughs> it's the same yeah. as SmackDown and Raw this week. But, God, I'm not optimistic about the future of NXT. I don't, Okay, here's the way I'm going to view it. NXT is now dead. This is a different show that just happens to share the name NXT. That's it. It's a different show now. Sure. Let's let's move forward with that uh, with that mindset into the people saying, "Oh, you watched Raw on Monday? Yeah, I watched the last twenty minutes." Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great 
great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Let's get into some of your ultra chats here. We'll get into a full review of the show shortly. Uh, let's see what you guys are thinking about it. Van Twinblade, just about the NXT 2.0 rebranding as a whole. Van Twinblade says, uh, and thus Vince executes the last good product in his company, RIP NXT. Kinda. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's about right. Yeah. You know, NXT uh, was struggling for a while. It was. Uh, basically, since it moved to USA, it lost its, uh, lost its shine a little you bit. You could have just not done that either. Yep. You did this to yourself, Vids. Congratulations, mm-hmm. you played yourself. Yeah, totally. 69 Intangible C, Deegan says, Hello, beautiful boys. So, NXT happened. Not loving how bright it is. Shows too much crowd, lol. Don't know how I feel about the highlight being the index bit, but oh boy, I loved it. The axe bit was hilarious. Good luck tonight. Hashtag LIW444Life. Hashtag hype for double champion Pete and double champion Tempest. Let's yeah. be real here. He'll be Quizlemania singles champion and Quizlemania tag team champion. Um, Charles Berg says NXT Everrise was not too bad. Not Mojo Rawley, <laughs> and not Mojo Rawley beat LA Knight. Mandy Rose has brown hair. Daniel Roddimer, tough enough season four, was it a title match and a wedding segment? Uh, I'm enjoying Papa Gargano hugging priests, saying sorry about the ghost face. Good stuff. That was a lot. A lot of stuff. That was a lot, a lot of, of stuff that. that you just mentioned in that chat. I did enjoy I did. seeing Damien Priest. I thought that I, that popped me. That was a good. That was a good cameo. I did think that Braun Breaker looked a little bit like Mojo Rawley. A little bit. He looks. He looks like if Mojo Rawley was crossed with John Bernthal, it was like the Punisher. Mm. He's got the Punisher's well, that's face. Good. You know, that's good. It's good. Um, Tails P says, "Hey, do you like uh, Masterpiece? Make him say uh What about one line from the song over and over? Welcome to NXT 3.0 because 2.0 is tomorrow." <sighs> Could be NXT 4.0 if you count NXT Retribution or whatever that show is called. Uh, NXT. Oh, it's like the fifth. What, is it, it, what was Retribution, it called? Wasn't it? No. Chat, help me out. Yeah, it was NXT Retribution, the fifth season it, of NXT. Was it Retribution? Yeah, where I they brought like, back all of the losers. I, 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 to, I feel like that name has just been that name has just been tainted for me now. Maybe I just can't think about it. Uh, NXT. Let's see. NXT, WWE brand. Uh, Redemption. NXT Redemption. Redemption. That's the one. That's right. Thank you, Chad. Thank you, Chad. Not not retribution. Absolutely not. The season of NXT that just never ended. Yeah. Yeah. And then it went on and on and on. Yeah. And it was like Darren Young, Titus O'Neil, SmackDown. Cool. Yep. Primetime players now. Sick. Mm -mm. See you later. You got William Regal. William Regal at one point said, I'm straight up gangsta tripping. And it was the greatest <laughs> moment of my life. It was the best wrestling moment I've ever seen live. Good God. Um, WH says, uh, I loved NXT because it had the best wrestling of any WWE product and simple but effective storylines. New NXT looks like it's going to have significantly worse wrestling and Vince creative. Not for me. 
that was it. It was. It felt very Vince creative esque. Yeah, just about covers it, honestly. Yeah, Ten Rosa says, "Okay, so this was not good." Yes, this is the first week, but my god, first impressions are important, and they did not deliver well. NXT, it was nice knowing you. I will not continue watching. Going to miss the metal slash rock. Only positive is no more Poppy. I thought Poppy was going to show up at the wedding. That would have been funny, actually. Yeah, mm. it didn't happen, but I thought yeah. it would have been would have been funny. Justin W. Pringle says, Von Wagner looks like a wrestling buddy come to life. Show bad. Oh. Show so bad. That's not nice. <laughs> No, it's not. You look like a 40-year-old plushie. Yay, thanks. Um, <laughs> Michael Garman's way says, Hey, Russell Talk, do you think there's a legitimate chance that Vince did this entire thing out of resentment towards Triple H for failing him in the ratings? I don't think it's out of resentment. Like, I don't think no. Vince sees this as he's doing a bad thing to NXT. But I think this is in response to NXT failing. They exactly. lost. They lost hard. They lost hard, and Vince does not like to lose. So he's taking away Triple H's toy. Yep, pretty much. And I and I don't think it's seen as a, a punishment or a negative. They're just like, well, we'll just do it better in their mind. That's what they sure. want to do. Yeah, that, that's what I think that's their, their mindset is, well, we'll just do it better then because Triple H clearly can't do it, right? Let's get in with uh, on with reviewing the show. Make sure to keep getting in your ultra chats. Give us more opinions about what you guys thought of this NXT 2.0 rebrand. 2.5, 3.0, 4.0, 5.0. Who cares? Uh, the show started off with Tommaso Ciampa cutting a promo because we had the Fatal 4-Way tonight, which is going to be for the NXT Championship after Samoa Joe had to vacate the title uh, on Sunday. They barely mentioned that Joe actually had to vacate the title. Like, they did not make a big deal. They were like, and it's a Fatal 4-Way for the NXT Championship. And it was like, if you hadn't seen social media, you'd have been a bit confused about why this was suddenly for the title and not number one contendership spot. Anywho, uh, Tommaso Ciampa cut a promo, Pete Dunne cut a promo, Kyla Riley cut a promo, LA Knight cut a promo, and I thought LA Knight's promo was actually really good. Like, I know LA Knight is a promo guy, and he's been doing good promos since he's been there, but I I really enjoyed the promo that he did here. I thought it it came across really well, and LA Knight was always kind of the the odd one out for me in this Fatal 4-Way lineup anyway because he just didn't feel like on the same level as champa don and o'reilly um especially because he just lost his view to cameron grimes but i thought he came across really well here but then he gets interrupted by bron breaker who comes in and says i'm bron breaker and i went i'm sorry what um and then for some reason la knight says he will then fight him tonight despite him already having a match for the NXT Championship tonight. Why would Main LA Knight do that? Roster booking. Yeah. I just want my NXT show to make sense, Pete. Mm-hmm. And this yeah. just don't make no sense. It don't make no sense. I agree. Thank you, Cosmonaut Variety Hour. Um, <laughs> uh, also, at this point, I didn't know that this was um, Son of Rick Steiner. And literally, my note was Braun Breaker. I thought he said Braun, not Bron. Um, is he related to the Steiners? Because he sounds exactly like him. Like, immediately, I thought, well, he's a Steiner, right? Yeah. Why wouldn't you do that? 
Why wouldn't you call him a Steiner? I don't understand. Don't understand this company. No, there's not one reason why his name shouldn't be Rex Steiner. Like, that's an awesome name. It would fit this package perfectly. Yeah. This company. <laughs> this company. Uh, then they showed us a proper view of the arena, did the intro, and showed the arena and stuff. And I, my first thing was, I like the arena, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, the actual setup of the arena I thought was pretty decent. The screen being inside the NXT logo that they got up there, I thought looked kind of cool. Wasn't a huge fan of when it got into the matches and stuff and they weren't showing stuff in the NXT logo. They had the colors moving in the NXT logo the whole time. I found that a little bit distracting. I would have preferred static colors uh, in the NXT logo during matches and stuff. But I thought it was fine to have a little bit more light there, you know? What I was a bit confused about is somehow they've got more people in this new rebranded arena but it looked way more empty i don't know how they've managed that but it looked and felt like a much more empty arena i don't know how they managed it but hey ho. yeah i couldn't tell you i really don't know but aside from the stupid ass name change Mm. and the baffling result going on to the main event where he's challenging for the nxt championship I thought the rest of this match was really good. Braun Breaker looks really good, and I like him, and I want to see more of him. Yep, I agree. I thought, yeah, he looked really good. Did like a big gorilla press into a into a slam for the win, which is really cool. It was a nice little finish. Um, yeah, I, I thought he looked great. I thought his presentation was really good, had a really good intensity. Really enjoyed Braun Breaker, apart from his name, which is going to be a big thing for me to get over. I didn't know how much experience Bronson Rex Steiner had. Mm -hmm. Like I saw him doing a few indie matches and obviously he's the son of a Steiner. So he's probably got a pretty good base to work with, but I had no idea how far along he was in wrestling. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I just wish he had a better name. Yeah. Same. Uh, We then got a little backstage segment of, you know, all these massive stars, congratulating him on his big win on his debut all of these really well-known nxt people couldn't tell you a single one one of them was zion zion quinn Quinn was the one guy at the end who kind of came in just like yeah man and i was like zion quinn the guy that beat boa that one time yep you know it's like it's like they were trying to do the john cena debut backstage segment where all the yep. big stars are like, hey, man, you're going to go far in this business. And The Undertaker comes up and he's like, hey, you did well, kid, or whatever he said. It's like they tried to do that, but didn't have anyone free for it. So they're like, hmm. just do it with anyone. It's the same segment, right? Perhaps <laughs> perhaps you shouldn't you shouldn't have fired your entire roster of, of stars before this. Just had, a like, thought. I know they did a Champa stare off later, but you could have done a Champa. You could have done Gargano. Could have done anyone. Like, anyone who's... You could have done Champa here, and then later in the show, tie it back in and be like, oh, you shook my hand, and now you're there the you champion. Go, you and All me, right. buddy. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we then had Imperium take on the team of Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen. Yep. And I saw that name of Brooks Jensen, and I was like, oh, my God. This is just old NXT again. Um, and also, they called their team... Briggs and Jensen, surely they should have called it Briggs and Brooks. It's right there. It's right there, guys. <laughs> Come on. It's, it's 
just better. Um, this, this match felt like a developmental show match. Yes, this very much was. Um, Imperium were the faces? Question For some mark? reason. Or, or the crowd were just really into them. Either way. I, um, I mean, Josh Briggs has been a heel on this show. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It just felt like a match where I was like, why is this happening? You know? Yeah. Like, I get you, sometimes you just have matches and everything, but I was just like, I need a little more context for why these two heel teams are facing each other. Yeah. Also, seeing Imperium come out with, like, rainbow stuff everywhere, a little odd. Mm, A little odd. Considering their entire presentation is black and white, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. Uh, I like the finish, this match. Eichner winning with, like, the the double unhook suplex off the top rope. Love that move. Yeah, Love it. it's not very often we see that finish as well. Like I normally we'd see that go into an earful, but I really like mm-hmm. that that was the finish. It was nice. Yeah, I don't know. I just for some reason I have like little weird quirks that things that I just like seeing in wrestling. Like I really like the fall away slam. No, no mm-hmm. real reason for it. Just really like that move. I really like the uh, the butterfly superplex. I just think that's a, a cool move. I would like yeah. to see more people use that. Yeah, it was great. Um. We then had uh, Hit Row cutting a promo to hype up B-Fab's in-ring debut that was coming in next. Then they did their entrance, and my next note was, why aren't the crowd into Hit Row? Stop it. Be more into Hit Row, crowd. They were a bit yeah. quiet for the entrance. I didn't like it. Anyway, that's just me really liking Hit Row. Um, but then they, they sort of came alive during the match. They started doing Hit Row chants because it was B-Fab versus uh, Katrina Cortez. And B-Fab went in like two minutes with like a you know, one of the sitting neck breakers where they do the yeah. neck breaker onto the shoulder kind of thing, whatever that's Rick called. Rude's finish. The yes. Rude Awakening. Yes. And uh, it was fine. B-Fab was, okay, probably, uh, you know, they probably needs a bit of work. She's probably a bit far away in terms of actual in-ring wrestling capability, but her character is fantastic. She's got a ton of charisma um, and that, that, that can hide a lot of, uh, a lot of flaws in the ring. So that was good. Yeah. I agree. Uh, we we love Hit Row on this show. This is a Hit Row zone, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And B-Fab is part of that. I think she's got a ton of potential to be a superstar in NXT and beyond. I mean, she has all the tools. She just kind of needs to put it together in the ring a little bit. Like, this match was just, you know, it was a little, a little clunky, a little clumsy, which is fine. If you're going to put... Mm-hmm. See, this is the kind of developmental stuff that I'm okay with seeing. It's like, if you got someone who's a superstar... And you can put them in this hit row Legato del Fantasma feud. And in the meantime, they're learning to work on television. I don't have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. It's just like the boring matches that serve no purpose, like the tag match, where I was just like, I'm just watching this. I'm not emotionally invested in anything. This, at least, I'm emotionally invested in because I care about yeah. the people involved. Yeah, exactly. Uh, afterwards, BFAP then calls out Legato del Fantasma and Electro Lopez specifically. And they do a little back and forth. Something I was very confused about. This now seems to be a Lopez versus B-Fab feud. Why? Why is it not a Swerve versus Santos feud? (laughs) I thought that's where we were going. (laughs) Can we just get there already? I think we've said like two or three times now, like, how long are we waiting to get to this North American title match? It's been like three months that they've been feuding, and yeah, I'm ready for a match. Yeah, you know? oh, ready like, for holy it. smokes! Yeah. Um. 
We then go backstage and we have a bunch of guys getting ready for the wedding later. Uh, we had Johnny Gargano and Odyssey Jones and Cameron Grimes, I think. Didn't write that yep. down, but that's from memory. Um, backstage, Johnny's just like, oh man, some, you know, something's just missing. And Austin Theory comes back. Yay, Austin Theory reuniting the family. He's like, I thought you ran away. He was like, I did, but I'm not going to miss Indy's wedding. Um, goes like, he's like, and what would a wedding be without a priest? I brought a priest in walks. Damien Priest, and I was like, "That's a funny uh-huh. little cameo." That's it's funny because Austin Theory's dumb. I like it, and uh, and Damien Priest just turning up for a party, which makes sense for his character. So yeah, Gargano in theory. Theory goes to do the high fivey thingy, and Gargano just hugs him instead. Ah, oh, isn't that lovely? Also, big fan of the fact that all the the groomsmen and stuff wore black with the gloves. That's good touch. dumb, but nice little touch. Yeah, uh, cool. Um, we then got an in-ring promo from Carmelo Hayes with Trick Williams. Oh man, you know I really, I really Tr- like Carmelo Hayes. I really, really, like I really Carmelo like Hayes. Carmelo Hayes. Trick Williams, just real quick. One, I thought he's got a pretty good promo style. I thought he came across really well, charisma-wise, in his promo. Um, probably the best new name we saw on this show, Trick Williams, as a name. Mm-hmm. I think is. Okay, it's not I great. It's, 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 okay. It's, it's a solid. I would okay. border on saying good name. Mm. Yeah. Um. And Samantha Irvin apparently interviews Carmelo Hayes by saying, "Please welcome Carmelo Hayes," and she doesn't say anything for the rest of the time. Um. So Carmelo cuts promo of him just being like, "Hey man, I'm so happy. I've I've got this. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna get a title. A normal Carmelo Hayes promo." But then he introduces Trick Williams and Trick says he's got the gift of gab and the gift of jab. I was like, that's someone else's shtick. Can't say that, buddy. Um, that's Enzo Amore right there. Um, but he essentially tries to turn Carmelo heel. He basically says like, dude, I've known you for ages. When did you become so humble? You're like the best that there is and you won the breakout tournament. You've got that contract. Why are you being so humble? Stop being so humble. We need to take what we can get. This is what we're here for, right? Um, and Melo Base is like, you're right. I am the golden child. I am the chosen one. And, you know, he says he's going to go and, and catch his contract. As they're walking out, out comes Duke Hudson. Big heel, Duke Hudson. He says that, like, off mic, he's just kind of staring next to Carmelo and just says, oh, you got lucky in the breakout tournament and you know it. Pushes past him and Trick Williams says, this is the kind of thing I'm talking about. We've got to take on moments. Like, takes off his shirt, runs back in, and they both beat up Duke Hudson. So, and then they kind of, like, beat him up, and then they stop, and they beat him up, and then they stop, and then they beat him up, and then they stop, and it was weird. Timing felt very off. But, so th- I'm I'm 95% sure this is a heel turn for Carmelo Hayes. That was the idea, was to turn him heel and to make him, like, be a bit more ruthless, and it's him and Trick Williams and now this duo that are going to go around and, and beat heels, right? That That's the idea. Why would you do that on Duke Hudson, who is the prototypical heel in, WWE, in NXT right now? Like, he's a dickhead. He's a guy who comes out and is proper, like, suave and just like, oh, I'm so cool. Everyone should hate me. And he had the little thing with Kyle O'Reilly and stuff like that. Like, out-and-out out heel, Duke Hudson. Surely this would have been better on a babyface. That was the point. Also, the promo was very rambly. The timing was off. All of this was a bit... Whoa, what? Hey-ho. I I thought this was a mess. 
Mm. Like an absolute mess. And it's it I it sucks because Carmelo Hayes came out and I was like, all right, let, let's get going here. Carmelo Hayes, I like that guy. He, they came out and like it, it the whole promo felt like they were a step off from each other. Like, and again, this is like a nitpicky thing about WWE where they're just like now introducing Carmelo Hayes, and now there's gotta be just one of your interview women putting the mic in front of each other's face. Just let them come out and cut a promo. Mm-hmm. You don't need the extra person because how many times were they just like, give me the mic, says like one more line. And then she's standing there like looking at both of them. Like, who do I give the mic to? Whatever. It was it was a mess. I thought that they didn't really know how to end this promo too. Mm-hmm. Like it just felt like they didn't punch the go home line, you know? They just kept it going like one more line, then one more line. And then you had this beatdown that also just kept going. Where they just they stopped, they beat him up, they stopped, they beat him up again, then they stopped, and then they beat him up a little bit more. And I was like, is he a heel? I don't know. And that's the worst thing. Like, if he is, go for it. Like all the way, beat up Drake Maverick or something, you know, like the most sympathetic baby face on the roster. Why would you beat up the giant who's also a heel? And I know we had a reason for Von Wagner saving Kaido Riley later because he gets inserted into the Fatal 4-Way. Why don't you have Carmelo and Trick Williams beat up Kaido Riley? Which is why he couldn't compete in the Fatal 4-Way later if that's what you want to do. Mega heel heat. Taking Kaido yeah. Riley out of the Fatal 4-Way? God, that would have been made so much more sense. Sure, whatever. They, they can beat up Kyle O'Reilly and say, hey... Contract put me in the fatal four way match. Wow, imagine that. Yeah. Oof, that oh good. my goodness. Anyway. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to like this so much. And then I was just like, what is happening right now? Yeah. Just felt very yeah. off. Like, I, I'm still a big fan of Camelo Hayes. And I think he's still probably like, I, at the end of this segment, it all felt very muddled and very messy. But I came out of it just being like, okay, well, I think I'm probably going to enjoy what Camelo Hayes does as a heel. Yeah. Probably. But, like, it was a weird first step in this process, basically. Yes. Um, I don't anyway. think we'll see too many, like, great video packages of his heel turn. Mm, you yeah, know? exactly, yeah. It's like, this isn't going to be the highlight moment of his career. I definitely think that he's got a lot going for him right now. And I like to see that they are going to push him, probably. It looks like they're getting behind Carmelo Hayes. And I like mm-hmm. that because Carmelo Hayes is great. I was very worried when I saw Carmelo Hayes on NXT a couple weeks ago just losing after having won the NXT breakout tournament when I was like, oh, God, they don't don't want indie guys, and this guy's an indie guy, and he's great, but that doesn't keep anybody around these days. So it does give me a little bit more confidence in the show that they're going to go with Carmelo Hayes for a while. So let's wait and see. Yeah. Uh, we then had, uh, after a quick backstage segment where they say that Mandy Rose has got a new look, um, it's uh, Casey and Caden versus Gigi Dolan and JC Jane. Um, just a quick note. Just wanted to throw uh-huh. this out there. In the middle of the B-Fab match that lasted a whole of two minutes, they show Pete Dunne getting warmed up for the main event later. One women's match. In this women's tag match, you get a picture and picture of uh, Dunne and Holland attacking Kyle O'Reilly backstage focus on the main event more two women's matches 
Why are you taking time away from the women's matches and the attention away from the women's matches? I don't know if that was intentional or not. Maybe don't talk about the men when your women are wrestling. Yeah. Throwing that out there. And also, don't do the angle to take out a main event guy from the main event in a picture-in-picture segment. Hell. The one thing I liked about that was it was like security footage. Like you saw it like from above. It wasn't like a cameraman. That is the one good thing I sure, liked about yeah. it. That was good. Yeah. It's about it. Everything else, yeah, I agree with you. Why do it in a picture in picture in the middle of another match? Like uh, bad. Bad, bad, bad. Um, but that's fine. So anyway, we'll talk about the match first and then we'll talk about the whole main event changing thing. Um they had a match, it was whatever. Uh Mandy Rose came out and caused the DQ before long. She's a brunette now cool and uh then saray came out to even the odds and it was a three-on-three standoff go to an ad break come back it's a six-woman tag Mm, main roster um and you know what the six-woman tag was a lot of fun really enjoyed it yeah crowd got this is awesome chant going towards the end was really good yeah i thought this was a really good match i also thought this was like the best that mandy rose has ever looked she Mm. was like yeah just doing really well and Mandy Rose has never been someone who's given a lot of opportunity to like wrestle on the main roster. She's always just kind of been like in a tag team or been someone's valet or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. This was one of the first chances she got to, to, you know, actually wrestle. And I thought she looked really good. She hit her little sit out face buster. That looked good. Her running knee looked really good. She was good at selling. I was like, all right, I'm into it. I haven't yeah. really cared that she came back to NXT to this point because I hadn't been given a reason to care, but now I have. And also she has brown hair and that's yeah. important. We need like three segments to hype that up. It's a big deal, man. Women changing hair color. Big deal, man. Big deal. Man, crazy. Yeah. Uh, but Mandy Rose got the win with the knee, which was cool. Um, it's a weird bit. Candice the Rain, Indy Hartwell, Indy getting ready for the wedding. And Candice telling someone that was there that they can't wear a hat. And then she took the hat off. And then they were like, oh, yeah, don't worry. We're still going to go ahead. The winning's going to be great, Indy. And I was like, what did I just watch? What was this segment? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> We've there. There's never been enough vignettes for all of this. Mm. You know? Yeah, uh, I've been saying the entire time. Just give me some fun vignettes. Give me fun vignettes, and I'll be I'll be happy. And we get like one, one, one a month, maybe, maybe two a month. They'll do two mm-hmm. on one show. It's like you couldn't have done like Dexter and Indy planning the wedding for a week. That yeah. would have been fun. Yeah. Oh well. Ah, well. Um, we then got okay. So we then got my next note is oh we got Ridge Holland versus Drake Maverick. Cool. Problem is we had Ridge Holland come out and make his entrance. Then we got an ad break, and then we got a recap package of Raquel Gonzalez. Hey, remember that NXT yeah. women's title match, by the way, Raquel Gonzalez versus Frankie Monet that was going to happen this week? That's just... Don't talk about that. No. Um, then we got a backstage promo from William Regal saying that Kyle O'Reilly has now been taken out and can no longer compete, and his replacement in the main event is Von Wagner. Not Braun Breaker, the guy that name just beat Von one Wagner. of the people in it. His name is Von Wagner. <sighs> whatever whatever i don't care it's dumb it's a dumb wrestling show i don't care no no i don't care i don't care and they're, then, not gonna, they're not gonna break me they're not gonna take this from me 
And then we go back to the ring and Drake Maverick is finally there. What is the pacing on this show? What is the pacing? Who is this guy that was with Drake Maverick? Okay, so they because you didn't watch NXT last week, right? Because you were uh, I away. You were in NXT you were in Chicago last week. I didn't watch it two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, he had a, a it was tag match with him and Grace and whatever his name is. They were a team. Uh, there you go. I mean, team. in fair in fairness, the introduction on that week was also very abrupt. With them having like, as they made their entrance, they had a little picture and pitch thing to being like Grace and Waller, and he goes, "Hey." That was it. Cool. <laughs> he's there now. There you go. Oh, man. So, hey. So, yep. Cool. Um, Holland wins in like two minutes. Less than that. Yeah. A minute, maybe. Uh, what'd you expect? Um, Champers. Fine. Yeah. It was just it was a squash fine. match. You know, uh, nothing to it. Nothing wrong with it. Right. Champa got another promo backstage. Um, I, th- I then wrote Diamond Mine versus. And then I, I at that point, by the time I'd written that out, I'd missed who their opponents are. So I just wrote, whoever, doesn't matter. Um, much. Julius and Brutus, uh, the Creed brothers now. Sure, um, they win, obviously. I still think they look pretty cool. I was into them last week. I'm still into them this week. Excuse, excuse me. Uh, I quite like their presentation. Uh, like, like we were saying last week, I think they, they feel fairly generic, but I think that works in their favor because they just kind of like come out as, as aggressive wrestling boys. Um, and then after the match, uh, they win very quickly and we get introduced to, uh, the latest lady member of diamond mine, uh, who is Ivy Nile. Uh, Malcolm Bivens, I thought had a pretty good line saying she hasn't had a carb since 2005. I believe it. Look at her. Holy smokes. Jacked, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, which is quite good. Um, Cool. I'm looking forward to seeing what she can do. I'm interested. Uh, mm-hmm. And here's Kushida. And Kushida walks out and says, oh, you talk too much. That one's for you, Matthew, I guess. Yeah. Um, and uh, we're getting Kushida versus Roderick Strong next week. And I got I saw the announcement of Kushida versus Strong. I was like, it's old NXT. I want that back. Yeah. <laughs> Remember so, yeah. when they said that they were gonna they were gonna put all this emphasis on the cruiserweight division? Mm-hmm. Uh, that was good. that was fun while it lasted. It's good it was before they fired the entire two hundred five live roster. Hey, do you remember and when that... they said that Roderick? Remember when they said was... Roderick Strong was going to be one of the top guys in NXT? Yeah, I sure do. Anyway, <clears throat> um, well. we then got, then got a video promo from Italian American man. Tony D'Angelo. Change that name, brother. Mm. Do it now. Mm-hmm. He's not even on TV yet. Just change the name. Mm. Okay. And then we started getting entrances for the Fatal 4-Way NXT Championship match. And I started writing some notes for it. And then I realized as the first entrance happened, and I was like, the NXT Championship match isn't even the main event. Nope. Come on. I know, I know people like the Index Wedding. It should not be the main event of the show. When you've got a fatal four-way for the vacant NXT... Cha- you've got guaranteed a new NXT champion on this show. And your focus at the end of it is a flipping wedding. Didn't swear. Good job, Pete. Thank you. It's a wedding, and a wedding no less, that you've planned to go ahead without a hitch. Like, 
the the swerve yeah. of the wedding is that it actually happens. Like you know that's going to happen, and you still plan it for the main event of the show. I I don't know, man. Why why would you do that? Let's not focus on our main top championship on this brand. Let's focus on a wedding. On a wedding that won't matter in like a month. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a, few, a few more things uh, with this fatal four way. Of course, Von mm. Wagner added to this. Uh, Von Wagner. Mi- yeah. Mi- missing out on the obvious, obvious person to replace Kyle O'Reilly in this match. Mm-hmm. NXT champion Jeff Hardy, obviously. Yes, of course. Yeah. Obviously. The biggest issue I had with the entire show that I just happened to forget while I was reviewing it in the mm-hmm. edited review. The show was missing something, Pete. This match was missing something. I, I was I was about to say we should do a moment of silence for this. <sighs> moment of silence for the death of our beloved, terrible, terrible intangibles. This was the one thing I loved about this NXT, and they've taken my intangibles away. It was a wealth of comedy. The well would never run dry. Just new, awesome, stupid-ass intangibles, and now even that's gone. That would be right up Vince's alley. Stupid words describing his little wrestler people. Oh, man. Can we can we get some Fs in the chat, please? Can we, can we press... Can we can we pl- can we press F to pay respects, please, to the intangibles? F in the chat. <sighs> God. Anyway, match was good. It was. I my my, my first note for this match was <laughs> Von Wagner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was my first note. Um, I tell you what, as well, the the match I I the match was okay. Um, it felt a little superficial to me. It felt like it was just big move, big move, big move, big move, big move, big move, big move. And there wasn't much like psychology going into it. The bit that got interesting for me was when Champa and Dunn were facing off. They had the like a seraph at the start, they had a seraph at the end. And I was like, okay, this is cool. I can get into this. But, and I think they did a pretty good job of teasing other people winning. Like Von Wagner almost won with an angle slam. And I was like, oh, they're going to have Wagner win the NXT championship. Oh. But, I wasn't a huge fan of Champa winning. Don't get me wrong. Love Champa. But it's him getting Goldie back. That should be a massive deal. And this wasn't even the main event of an NXT. Like, that's not the story you want for him getting Goldie back. I think this should have either been LA Knight in a shock victory, or this should have been Pete Dunne. I absolutely think it should have been Pete Dunne. Yeah, he just resigned with the company. He's gonna be there. Reward him a little bit for that. He's he would be a great NXT champion. Mm. And then you can do a chase for Tommaso Ciampa to get Goldie back. Exactly. Yeah, it just feels like a bit of a waste. Because honestly, I'm not gonna remember this match in like two days. Nope. And that's crazy. Mm. Absolutely crazy. Tommaso Ciampa's NXT champion again, and I'm not gonna remember it wild absolutely wild yeah, yeah i've never I've, I'm, I've never really been into Tommaso Ciampa as a baby face since he came back from the neck injury 
he's mm-hmm. just kind of been like a guy. I yeah. don't know if you could keep that ridiculous level of heel heat that he had going forever, mm. but they kept it going for like a year. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, it's very good. Um, yeah. uh, and then my next note, all in capitals, was but enough about our top championship. Now it's time for an effing wedding. <clears throat> I thought, okay, in a vacuum, I thought this wedding segment was good. I thought it made me laugh a few times. I thought it was generally quite funny. I liked the progression from beginning to end of this of this story. And I don't even, don't even. That bit did not make me laugh. Funnily enough, show's written by a five year old. <laughs> sure is. Uh, I I genuinely didn't believe it. I thought I'd misheard it first time they said that. They kept saying it, <laughs> and then they kept saying it, and I was like, I didn't. Um, I liked that they set up the story of all of these obstacles of the wedding not happening. It was like, oh, they've not got the rings. Oh, Dexter won't say his vows. Oh, you know, the everyone has objections to them not being married. And all of those obstacles were overcome to eventually the wedding actually happens. Yeah, it happens. Great, cool. I think that's a solid premise for a segment. And I think it made me laugh a few times. I thought it was okay in a vacuum. This should not have been the main event of this show. And the fact that it was over the NXT Championship match really soured me on it because, like, wh- why have you set this up to be the big thing? This is what... Because I would assume that what you'd want with this rebrand is to bring in new people, right? If it's not going to work, sure, you want it to be a developmental show, but you've been building hype for the rebrand for a little while. You want people to come and check out this new rebrand. This is the thing you're going to leave them with. This is the end of the show that you want to show them is the wedding, not, I don't know, the actual main event match of the NXT Championship. I don't know, man. I don't get it. I don't get it. Again, in a vacuum, thought the segment was okay, but it shouldn't have been the main event. Yeah. And I, I knew, I knew I was going to have people in the chat point out, well, Gaylord's a real name. Mm-hmm. I'm aware of that. Mm-hmm. Dick is also a real name. It's still funny. If they called him mm-hmm. Dexter Dick Loomis, I still would have mm-hmm. put it on the sign and be like, what a dumb thing to call him. Yeah. Whatever. That that point aside, I didn't have like a ton wrong with this segment. You know, it was it was a dumb main roster wedding segment. If I wanted if I wanted to go back three or four months and and bitch about how this is a stupid relationship and blah blah blah, he's got a goddamn hatchet in his jacket pocket. And it's like, ah, that's funny. Yeah. And he's also, like, yeah, fine. Whatever, cool. Yeah. Also, yeah. that no, joke did not land because the crowd couldn't see it. Yeah, he's he's totally <laughs> not gonna just murder, you know, this this little family he's got, you know, if this was real. Yeah. Anyway, oh god. Yeah, it was like this whole this segment to me was a microcosm of the whole show where if that's what you're here for, you'll like it. And if you're mm-hmm. not here for it, you probably won't like it. And that's fine. You know, it's it's wrestling silliness. Mm-hmm. I just happen to prefer more serious wrestling that I might see in like New Japan or the old NXT and stuff like that. That's fine. I can still get enjoyment out of this. When everyone raised their hand, was like, "Does anyone object to this union?" I laughed. I thought that was mm-hmm. funny. 
I thought it was a good little funny moment. And then, you know, he he spoke. He said, I do. And I was like, oh, he can speak. So why why doesn't he? (laughs) Yeah. I also enjoyed Austin Theory in the segment. (laughs) I thought he was quite funny. Of we're Gargano in a ring. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Harry, have you got the rings? And he goes, "We're in a ring, silly." I was like, "That's a dumb line," but he delivered it very well. Um, yeah. yeah, it was it, again in a microcosm in a vacuum. The segment was fine. I just have an issue with its placement and what that means. Why you would want to build your rebrand around it was weird to me. Hey ho, uh, they got married. Yay! That's it, it. Went ahead. There you go. Yep. They got married. And then to end the show, we got a stare, a stare down between Tommaso Ciampa and Braun Breaker. If his name wasn't Braun Breaker, I would be really excited for this. Right. I just think of Braun Breaker <laughs> and I can't help but think of all this WWE merch. Get the Braun Breaker. The Slam Cycle Vehicle, you know all that stuff. It's, it's pretty good. that I can't help but thinking of, of think of that when I hear Bron Breaker. It's a it's not a good name, guys. It's not a good name. My my ending notes that I put on Twitter earlier was uh that wasn't very good, really, was it? Uh oh, NXT is in trouble. <laughs> like this isn't like a show where I just got super angry about it. I was like, well, that's the end of NXT. This is dead. I don't want to watch anymore. This is done. It was like, oh, it wasn't good. NXT's not going to have a good time going forward. Yeah. That was it. I mean, that's it, really. I mean, I, I'll be honest. If I wasn't doing this for my job, I probably wouldn't have been watching NXT the last few months. Mm. You know, they've been struggling. But if I was going to give this a, a chance and I'll oh, tune into NXT 2.0, I probably wouldn't watch next week if I wasn't getting paid for it. Yeah. Just wasn't wasn't for me. Yeah, I agree. Also three, three, three out of five. Also, Luke, if you're gonna to attempt to uh troll us, we Brand like Breaker. Bron we, one, we like Bron Breaker. I think he's great. His name is awful. Also, it's Bron, not Bran, you moron. Get it right, Luke. This God, is why Luke. you will not win the Quizlemania Tag Team Championships later. All right, Luke. You've heard it. Bran anyway. Breaker. Brand breaker. Brand He's a breaker. muffin. <laughs> he breaks down all the brand. <laughs> um, anyway, it was just a reminder. All these names are just a reminder that Vince has his hands all over this. And Kevin Dunn. We're all in it. Oh, uh, God. Whatever. I didn't even mention Kevin Dunn. The Ooh, amount yeah. of spots that were missed on this show and bad <laughs> camera work. I, I wish I could have had a reaction on like a video clip of me when I saw the Fightful Select report that Kevin Dunn was at NXT like I deflated Mm -hmm. I was like you've gotta be kidding me I know right yeah and it was bad production was was bad it was I don't don't get it oh Luke Luke's going nuts in the chat I love it Brim Breaker anyway yeah Brim Breaker we've had Bram Breaker, Bam, Bam, Bram Breaker. Bam Bam Breakalo. <laughs> Goodness me. Boom bug fast. <laughs> Billy Bean Cabbage Patch. You know, they might as well have called him that. Might as well. What does it matter? No, oh, that's going to be Tony D'Angelo's new name. Ah, uh, true. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's get into the rest of your ultra chats. Last chance to get those in at russeltalk.com forward slash support. Uh, 
just real quick before we do, just want to play this and again. I want a chance to prove myself. See, normally if you go one-on-one with another wrestler, you got a 50-50 chance of winning. Same person. Can't tell it's, me otherwise. It's him. Same person. Uh, Steven Guzman says, uh, I want to be positive, but ultimately, everything I've seen from the show makes me want to continue stop watching WWE. Bron Breaker is a crap name, and ending the show with the handshake was such crap, like Roman and Brock title tug of war. Oof. Wasn't that bad. Wasn't that it wasn't bad. That bad. No. That's like all-time worst WrestleMania go-off-the-show angle territory. Oh, it was, oh, it was bad, wasn't it? Uh, Stephen Guzman again says, uh, also, dear God, it's time we officially admit they dropped the ball with Kyle O'Reilly. He had a lot of momentum coming out of the unsanctioned match at Stand and Deliver, but then Cool Kyle happened, and it's been downhill ever since. I agree. Yep. Yeah. It's a shame. I thought Kyle O'Reilly was going to be the biggest babyface in this brand and just be a superstar, but it has just not happened. Like, imagine if they just went with him after the Finn Balor match the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's too bad. I know, man. Uh, Jake Shopper says, uh, I believe Bron Breaker has 141 and two-thirds percent chance of becoming the next NXT champion. Yes. You win, Jake. You win. Yeah. There you go. Favorite ultra chat of the day. 141 and two-thirds percent <laughs> chat percent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was 66 and two-thirds percent. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite bit of the whole promo. <laughs> He says percents at the end of it. It's amazing. I have no idea how that crazy man kept all those numbers straight in his head. Like, that's not the part right. that he messed up. Yeah. It wasn't the actual well, math it? part. It was the speaking right. part. Yeah. God, Senior Joe. Uh, Alpaca Nation 87 says, So glad to see Tempest was as confused with the Hayes promo as I was. I was paying attention, but in the end, I felt like I was trying to do Steiner math. The D'Angelo package had me, uh, had me cheer at the mention of Buffalo being from there, then cringe at the name. Yep. Yeah. Shout out to all the hockey fans that uh, <laughs> that understand my confusion with Tony D'Angelo. Yeah. Like, it's not just that he shares the name with, like, a bad hockey player. It's mm. like a very racist, terrible mm-hmm. person hockey player kicked out of yeah. the team because he's a terrible, racist, bigot hockey player. Mm. One Google search, people, is all yeah. I'm asking. Yeah. Uh. Jack Nichols says, uh, it was nice to see Rick Steiner's kid debut this week as WWE appeared to be going back to the 80s with the penchant for uh, pushing big, oily, meaty muscle boys. I thought they'd gimmick him up with a Cossack uh, hat and call him uh, the dog face Kremlin, L-I-W, for life. I'll be honest, though. If they're going to go with big, meaty, muscly boys, a Steiner is not a bad place to start. Mm. Legit. That's yeah. about as good a place that you'll find a big, meaty, muscly boy anywhere absolutely anywhere so i don't have a problem with that part of it by any means yeah matthew burledge says uh one of vince's big mistakes was that he expected nxt their third brand to compete with aw's main show never a fair fight to be honest hope this doesn't endanger triple h's takeover maybe they'll rebrand 205 and put the indie guys there for an hour a week what who's left for 205 yeah there's no one who's there. left yeah there's no one there uh, that'd be bad I think they could have done something if they, if NXT was just like a good show during that time. Like sometimes it was, but it just wasn't what it used to be when people loved it. 
Yeah, I'll do one more ultra chat and I assume we've got quite a few more, so I'll let you take over for the rest after this next one. James mm-hmm. Handley says, uh, this is the same company who named people Slapjack, T-Bar, Mace, and Dewdrop. They say if you put enough monkeys in a room with enough typewriters, then they will write Shakespeare. This is what happens when the monkeys just poop and throw the poop at the walls. Yeah. Vince is a monkey, it seems. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eternal Blue says, these new names make me miss the days of Bull Dempsey and Justin Gabriel. I'll save my developmental brand watching to Monday and Tuesday on YouTube. That brand uh, made me keep watching WWE until Saudi is gone. So now I have a free $9.99 every month. Become a pledge hammer. Patreon.com yeah. slash WrestleTalk. Get a lot of free extra bonus content like WrestleTalk After Dark and WrestleTalk Extra. It's great. We'll treat you right, even if WWE yeah. doesn't. Exactly. The legit underboss says it's NXT 5.0 game show, de- uh, game show development with no women's division, women's revolution, super indie, and current. Sure, yeah, let's go with it. Why not? Works for me. Dorks of yeah. Wrestling says in December I got back into wrestling after watching uh, Takeover New Orleans. That NXT is gone now. I'll try to be positive, but thank God we have AEW. Good luck tonight, guys. Can't wait to see LIW. Uh, Win all the gold, jam that jam, and LIW for life. We are going to win all the gold this time. Yeah, we yeah. are. Not very rich, says. <laughs> That's my old housemate. Hi, Richie. Oh. How you doing? Hello, Rich. NXT was the last safe haven from Vince Booking. Without that, NXT just isn't NXT. WWE aren't the end goal for up-and-comers anymore, and it's really starting to show. Big agree. Big agree. And you know what? That excites me. Options are yeah. good. Options yeah, exactly. are very good. Also, just want to say real quick, if people like me being at WrestleTalk, you got Richie for thank to that because it was him that started me watching WrestleTalk in the first place back in 2016. Good job, Rich. Yeah. You got me a co-host. So I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, Tails P says, is there any faction in NXT that are faces? Is Hit Row supposed to be a face group now? Will the way become face now? What are the rules? Uh, Hit Row are basically faces now. I think Hit Row are faces. Yeah. I think The Way are basically faces at this point. They're supposedly lovable at the very least. I don't I don't know. Maybe not. Know. Maybe there are no baby face factions in this in this show. I don't know. Yeah. JS Wooten says no man should want to be called a trick. No no man there's Weird punctuation. No man yeah. should be should want to be called a trick. It's WWE not using Urban Dictionary enough. I, I think don't know if Urban Dictionary it. counts, relatively speaking, but whatever. Yeah. Bobby Stevens says, using double letters in a fake name is so 90s. I'm waiting for someone's last name to end with an S, but then change the S to a Z because 90s. Braun Breaker and the Creed Brothers were the only bright spot to me. Hashtag jam that jam. They're both pretty good. Yep. Justin W. Pringle says not to pile on Von Wagner, but this is a new prototype NX 2.0 guy. (laughs) Young, big, and very generic. If you asked me to draw a non-specific wrestler, it would look a lot like Wagner. Give the talent some personality, please. Show bad, show so bad. Genuinely, I just heard you say the name Von Wagner. I just started laughing again. His name is Von Wagner. It's a a really (laughs) dumb name. Will Hooper says, did Austin just randomly come back or did I miss the big reveal? I mean, they didn't build up to it at all. He just kind of came back backstage. That was it. Yeah. All right. 
one one man stream says i honestly think the index wedding was put on last as a swan song to the black and gold as we move into the paint blotches era of nxt was not a fan of this show at all don't know how this will go moving forward not liking it so far much love to you it'll be weird if it was a swan song to the black and gold brand considering it doesn't really represent the black and gold brand very well it's more main rostery but hey yeah the fatal four way would have been a better swan song to the uh old ways of nxt but eh, very much so yeah yeah uh kevin uh yeah kevin says there is there is more story in champa's chase for goldie did someone say andre chase also (laughs) funny how nxt was promoted in one episode of raw than 10 years of main roster tv before it's true yeah just promote your shows god's sake yeah Uh, Ames Handley says, nine out of ten practicing physicians believe that you should have enough brand breaker in your diet to encourage healthy digestion. Van Wagner, not Von Wagner, Van Wagner, sounds like a guy Lil Mac would face in Mike Tyson's punch out. Jam that jam. Yes, it does. does. Yes, it does. Oh, Oh, God. Richard Stevens says i agree with tempest regarding just being happy when certain moves are shown i always have a smile on my face when i see a canadian destroyer in a match also tempest what's your thoughts on detroit's chances of making the nhl playoffs this year this year (laughs) oh sorry pal i hope you're not a red wings fan because it's not looking good come on red wings are terrible i appreciate the question though always talk sports sports i was gonna say sports ball but there's no ball in hockey Nate S says, what is a brawn and why, how is he breaking them? <laughs> LIW going on tag team Quizlemania to lose again this time to the fancy and kind, lovely boys, Sully and Luke, D-A-D. Good luck. I'm excited for the show. And you can't say no, no, good no. luck and then say we're going we're gonna to lose. So. That's not the lovely boys, Sully and Luke, D-A-D. They've written the lovely boys, Sully and Luke, Dad. And Luke, Dad. There's no, there's, there's no punctuation between the D, the A and the D. So it's just Dad, <laughs> all in capitals. And Luke, Dad. Uh, anyway oh we got another one coming in so this is not the last one 10 rosa says yeah 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 i don't know i don't know what i'm doing i'm agreeing with you 10 rosa says oh god 10 rosa says back guys just wanted to say hope you enjoyed the old nxt while you did i have been looking forward to quizlemania more than this nxt a friendly reminder that we have punk on commentary brian and kenny and cole on dynamite tomorrow wwe nxt no wwe ecw nxt Oh, that's frighteningly accurate. I get to watch that's Dynamite shame. tonight. It's fine. Nice. And Vash TS 1984 closes us out. And JD from NY said something that filled me with dread. Champa was crowned champ just for Vince to embarrass old NXT before it becomes his vision. I'm terrified of that prospect. Yeah, that wouldn't be great. Who knows? It wouldn't be great. So talking of your your tattoo that you got, Tempest, I'm very jealous because I've been I've been itching to get another tattoo for ages. But particularly in the last like month, I've just been like, I just I just want it like now. And now I've got even more ideas of stuff I want. And before I was pretty sound only getting uh like uh black and white tattoo or black tattoos. 
just because like color wasn't my thing and i was like oh, i'm not super into it i'm just like i don't know i'm just not really feeling any color tattoos not, nothing like jumps out of me but now i've got some really cool ideas for stuff that i want for color tattoos and i'm like well now i want that like immediately so still can't mm. <laughs> i don't have the funds um because they're bloody expensive those bloody tattoos why do they have to be so expensive tempest i know they're like permanent art that you're getting on you but also why i just want it to be cheap so i can pay for it please thanks well pete you see it's permanent art that you're getting on you so Mm. that's expensive art in general is expensive Mm. art is very expensive and this is a very unique kind of art yeah i know and you have to be like skilled to do it i know i know why it's expensive but I want it. You don't. You don't have to be skilled. To do it. <laughs> that's the choice but for you, you to make. Yeah, right. But you want the person doing it to be skilled. That's that's the line. Yeah. Yeah. That's the line you don't want to cross. Um, I'll tell you what. Though, yesterday, um, I was listening to uh, the Russell Talk Extra show from this month, um, uh, where Ollie and Luke were reviewing Ring of Honor All Star Extravaganza Eight from 2016. I was just listening to that on my way home yesterday, and. Um, because there wasn't any like good Ring of Honor theme music for the show, I'm pretty sure Luke, as part of it, he normally does like whatever the, the, the like the the theme for that show is. He'll just put that at the start and the end of the Bristol Extra show. But because I believe that show didn't really have one, he just put in the Bullet Club theme, right? Because that was around the time Bullet Club was massive. It was 2016. Makes a lot of sense. Hearing that theme again, because I haven't heard it in ages, I just got completely thrown back to like. 2015 and i was like mm-hmm. oh man i miss being like so into but i didn't even watch new japan but i was so into bullet club anyway because i was like damn i'm just hearing all these things about them they're just so cool i seen like video clips of certain bits and pieces and i'm like man i just want to do the two sweets to everyone and like at my job you know i'll be walking around the streets every so often i'd see a, a person in a bullet club t-shirt i'd be like they're cool yeah that guy gets it yeah it's it's awesome <laughs> And I've just I've just been listening to the Bullet Club theme since. Just it's so so cool. I love it so much. Problem is, I was listening to Wrestle Extra on the way home and heard the the Bullet Club theme. The show ended and I still had like 15 minutes left to walk. So I was like, I'm just gonna put on the Bullet Club theme. And I'm just gonna put it on repeat for the rest of the walk home, because I can, right? I was listening to it, and do you know when you're listening to music and kind of you get into it, you know? You're really enjoying yourself. Walking along the street, it was like fairly late. It was starting to get dark, you know. I was just enjoying myself. No one was around. It was great. I was like, "Yeah, really feeling this bullet cop thing. This is awesome." And then I realized that someone was walking directly behind me and overtook me. And I was like, "Ah, oh, shit!" I was doing like the I, I was making like two sweet symbols and like the gun symbols from Bullet Club and stuff. And they totally saw me do it. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> See, what you got to remember though is that person was a wrestling fan and they saw you doing that as like, oh, he's doing the Bullet Club thing. He's the mm. cool one. <laughs> yes, that's mm-hmm. that's to- that's <laughs> made me feel so much better. That's totally what happened. Oh my god. Yeah, I felt quite embarrassed and just kind of walked home normally after that. I was like, mm-hmm. I'll just I'll save that for when I'm in my flat. And no one can see me. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like just being caught acting strange mm-hmm. in public yeah. when you yeah. absolutely thought that you were in your own little world. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, man. Bullet Club. Dude. For life. For life. I, I, I genuinely, I got completely thrown 
thrown through a loop because like i said i never used to watch like new japan in the day or anything it was just because i'd heard so much about bullet club being so cool all the time so i went out of my way to like go and research and like watch some clips and stuff and i was like these guys are so cool their theme music is so cool and like our friend group at the time we used to too sweet when we'd meet up because that was just a thing you did at the time you know everything was just so cool about it and I just got completely thrown through a nostalgia loop. And I was like, I miss those days. Remember when Too Sweet was so cool? Everyone used to do it. And then WWE did the cease and desist and, it, and they stopped doing Too Sweet. So everyone else stopped doing Too Sweet as well. And it was like, oh, that's, oh, I miss those WWE days. They're just the fun suckers. They suck <laughs> the fun out of everything. Ooh, cease and desist. Piss off. I did thoroughly enjoy whoever it was at the time, Cody and the rest of the, the alien people going like, yeah, WWE, do something, do something. What are you going to do? And they go, here's the season six. And they go, oh, you did something. <laughs> Which I thought was Pretty very much. funny. Yeah. Uh, I miss, uh, I miss the old time. Bullet Club. I can't mm-hmm. say that I care too much about Bullet Club now. I mean, the Elite's still cool. Mm, I like the very. Elite. Yeah. They're basically the Bullet Club. but Pretty much, yeah. Man, I remember I went to my first Ring of Honor show in 2015. I went to Ring of Honor uh, Global Wars in Mm -hmm. Toronto. And the main event of that show was a 10-man tag, Bullet Club against the ROH All-Stars. And it was like, it was AJ Styles, Gallows and Anderson, and the Young Bucks against uh, uh, War Machine, Roderick Strong, and the Briscoes. Ooh, was That was a damn good match <laughs> and it was like the first time that i'd really been exposed to the bullet club because i wasn't really mm. watching new japan yet i knew who a lot of the top guys were like i knew who tanahashi yeah. and nakamura were i don't think i knew who okada was yet but i started watching all that like that upcoming january so like nine months later but man seeing all those guys come out and everyone in that building was wearing a bullet club shirt and i was like oh these guys are cool. Mm-hmm. Like they just are. AJ right? Styles, twenty fifteen, walking out. He was IWGP Heavyweight Champion at the time. Yeah, man, and I was like, oh my god, this is what I've been missing from wrestling. Yeah. You know, right? oh my goodness, it's it's what just like that? I was trying to. I was genuinely. I was trying to explain this to a friend yesterday because I was I was in call with them after I got home. And I was still listening to the Bullet Club theme because I was just like I was I was in that that mood, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to explain because they they're not a wrestling fan. And I was like, they're just they're just cool, all right. I can't I can't explain why. I can't explain the actual reasons why they're cool. They just are, all right. I I don't make the rules. They're just really cool. AJ Styles used to be the coolest wrestler on the planet. Him coming out with like the hood, or he'd have like the leather jacket and the jeans and the IWGP title, and just oh man, and the shorter hair that he had that was still kind of long, like kind of came over his eyes a little bit. Mm, mm-hmm. That's yep. that's that's a good AJ Styles right there. God, that's a damn good AJ Styles. When he walked <laughs> out at Wrestle Kingdom ten, and he's mm. got like the little, uh, well, I guess now it would be considered a COVID mask. You know, yeah. but at the time it was just like, you know, one of those one of those masks that you might wear if you wanted to look cool. And yeah. it was like it had the Bullet Club face on it. And he's got that. He's got sunglasses. He's got his hood with the hair and everything. And he's walking out at Wrestle Kingdom. Oh, I saw that. I was like, Oof. that's the coolest man to ever live. Right. Look at, him. Look at yeah. that guy. Look at that guy. And, uh, and now he's teaming with almost. <laughs> almost a wrestler. <laughs> 
demon with almost uh, almost a world champion, that guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it, give it time, and then maybe we'll yeah. see. Uh, oh, my God. Did you hear about um, the clip of Luke and Ollie going, uh, going viral? Uh, yes, being taken I out did. of context from the podcast. So yes. funny. Luke, so funny. Luke saying, like, well, Vince McMahon's just right. Big guys. Yeah. Push <laughs> yeah. Which, in theory, is correct. But, but theory, the thing is, works. I think people really missed the point because what he was saying was Vince McMahon is right. The casual viewer really likes big guys, which is right. He's, uh-huh. Vince McMahon is correct about that. The problem is that we're not the casual viewers, which is why we're not super into all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. But people just took the bit where it's like, well, Vince McMahon's right. And everyone goes, this guy, idiot. This is why the internet wrestling community is terrible. I loved it. Oh, so funny. Everyone's a yeah. moron. Everyone <clears throat> is a moron on the internet. I am. Mm. Yeah. Like every once in a while, I'll get the odd, you know, the odd prick on, on Twitter and everything. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I'd like to think that my Twitter is like a pretty positive space. I try not to be like overtly negative about most things. If something bothers me, I try and ignore it. If something like is really good and I love it, I try and tweet about it. And then if I do tweet something negative, I'll probably go back a few days later and just like delete the tweet anyway, just because it's mm-hmm. negative energy. Man, when I see stuff like that, I was like, can't, I can't even imagine just going on Twitter and arguing with people and just nah. creating a toxic environment. Couldn't, couldn't be me. It's wild, isn't it? Because most of the time I'm like that. Then there'll be the odd person that just says something even a person today on the mm-hmm. twitter i saw that was just like i don't know just str- struck one particular chord and i was like so there's part of me that just doesn't want to argue back because what's it going to achieve not much right but there's also the part of me that's just like well they're being a dick and they shouldn't be allowed to just get away with being a dick without someone mm-hmm. telling them they're being a dick right because they should know they should learn that they're being a dick and they shouldn't do that I don't know. It's it's a really weird thing because realistically, you're not going to make them change. You're not going to make them realize the error of their ways or anything. But sometimes it's also just fun. <laughs> yeah. I, I also <laughs> like to look at it, you know, like when Sean Ross Sapp goes nuts and just roasts people <laughs> on Twitter and everything. I also like to look at it as it's like, it's a warning to other people to not be dicks. Mm. You know, in his case, yeah. at least, where he's just like, I'll put you on blast in front of everybody. Maybe that's what you're looking for. Maybe mm. it is. But if it's not, don't do it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Maybe sometimes Sean goes too far. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I love Sean. Sean can, can do no Sean's, wrong. Sean's great. He, love Sean. He drove me around Chicago. Mm. That's 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 generous. He drove me to the to the GCW venue and, and home. So He's he's and, got eternal goodwill for me, and didn't put on the headlights and didn't put on the headlights. That's pulled over, true. Yeah. yeah, pulled over. Oh man, good job, Sean. Oh, Proud of you, buddy. <laughs> Goodness. Anyway, uh, that is going to do it for this episode of the NXT podcast. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. Really appreciate you guys tuning in. Make sure to tune in to Quizzlemania tonight. Where you're going to see Tempest and I become your new Quizzlemania Tag Team Champions, where we're facing Stephen Larson, Churchy Joshi, and Luke and Sully. What a team! What a team, Luke and Sully. Um, and we're also going to be doing more content coming soon. We've got Extreme Rules next week, uh, where I'm going to be defending my championship, etc. Lots of st- cool stuff coming soon. Love you very much. Stay safe. Goodbye.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.